Welcome to the Gorgeous Lunch, a podcast where we talk about the food people are talking about. I'm your host, Lyndon. And I'm your other host, Louise. Join us every episode as we discover the ultimate restaurant for experiencing each month's featured spice, sample the food, and pester the chef for tips to make your kitchen more thrilling. This month, members of the Gorgeous Spice Club received a package of fennel as well as Saturnalia, our own take on an ancient Roman blend. Saturnalia is named after the five-day Roman festival that celebrated the conclusion of the autumn planting. The festival was quite a party, lasting five days. It included feasting, drinking, singing naked in the street, (laughs) (laughs) and of course a little chariot racing. Not surprisingly, poets referred to it as the very best of times. So for this episode, The Gorgeous Lunch visits Lucia, a delightful new Italian restaurant that celebrates a unique twist on some great Italian classics. We get to talk with Fabio Bondi, co-owner and chef, and hear about his approach to spicing. Before we get started, we have a little favor to ask. If you enjoy this podcast, post a quick review on iTunes. This helps other people who love to cook discover the gorgeous lunch. Fabio at the incredible new restaurant, Lucia. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much for squeezing us in today. No I know problem. It's, Thanks for having me. It's in the middle of the Christmas and holiday season, so I know you're running back and forth. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, it is a busy season for sure, but, uh, you know, it's fun for sure. How long has Lucia <clears throat> been open? Uh, so we, we opened mid-September, uh, so a little over three months now, uh, so it's fairly new. Yeah, still Have learning. you been pleased? Absolutely, yeah. The uh, the response in the area has been amazing. So uh, we have a lot of support uh, with regards to, uh, you know, the locals. And we also have people traveling to see us, which is amazing. So, yeah, I, I don't think you can ask much for much more in three months. So. so I was here for dinner a couple of weeks ago with two girlfriends. And the, my two girlfriends, one of them had been there the week before. And she said, okay, let's cancel our plan. We're coming to Lucia. Nice. And so nice. I think that you're, you're going viral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was good. delicious. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're trying real hard. I mean, it's never easy, you know, especially a new space. Uh, we were kind of institutionalized at Local Kitchen because we've been there for 10 years. And then I come into this space. And it was a little overwhelming at the beginning even though it's not much difference I mean the size is pretty much the same but um, it just adjusting to the new kitchen and the new staff and the new menu is always is always a challenge but I think we got it now I think we're good we're ready to go so finally yeah what was the inspiration to do a second restaurant that was different um well I think me and Mike my business partner Mike who runs the front of house we always discuss it was always in the books where we would we would always talk about maybe opening up another restaurant and you know because we're passionate about it and and it's just always something in your mind you know the space comes up oh that's pretty cool I think this could work so we went through that for like five six years of looking 
Um, and then it finally clicked. I saw this place and I said, we should do it. It's got everything we want. It's not too big. Um, we can still control both places. We've got a great patio and it's just, uh, it, sometimes in this industry, it, it gets really difficult to be motivated. So stuff like this kind of refreshes your look on things and motivates you to do more, so. Yeah. yeah, I've been to local a few times. It's very close to mm -hmm. where our place is in Ronsi, yeah. in the area. Yeah. Why Lucia instead of a second local? That's a good question. We were going to call this local kitchen and wine bar, and the Mike had come back from Italy, and he's like, hey, did you think about maybe if we change the name? And I'm like, I don't know, it'll be a little bit more complicated. <laughs> But, you know, I, I, yeah, new logo. And, and then at the end of the day, it wasn't that complicated at all. Uh, but, and we thought we would, I mean, at the beginning, I was like, no, we're calling a local kitchen. And then, and then I started thinking about it more and more. I don't know, we had this great story, and I thought it would be great to, to call it something else. And then uh, Mike came up with this name. And, uh, well, who is Lucia? Ah. <laughs> okay, spill the news. We want to hear it. That's a smile. So our, our story is, um, no, um, Lucia is just the name of, of uh, I'm not sure we're <laughs> maybe another day we'll talk about Lucia and the name. <laughs> okay, we will, we will uh, definitely, forget. Yeah. we'll be back for that. If, if you have some wine at the next interview, I might open up a little more. Oh, nice. That's really nice. Okay, okay. So the inspiration for Lucia and how it's different, can you describe how the menu is a little bit different than local? Yeah, it, I mean, my style is the same. That doesn't really change, but, you know, the menu items are different for sure. To be honest with you, everything that we touch upon on this menu, I've done it in one way or another at local. So we've gone through 10 years of menus, and I'm not talking we change the menu every year. Like, we're changing it seasonally sometimes twice, three times in a season. We're constantly changing the menu. First of all, because Mike gets bored and I get bored as well of doing the same things all the time. So you gotta try to keep it interesting. So a lot of the menu items on the menu at Lucia have been on the menu at Local in one way or another. Uh, the idea has been there. So the ideas keep evolving for sure. I gather new ideas by traveling and visiting new places, just my experiences and Mike's experiences all over the world, and uh, sometimes I'll be in Mexico and I'll, I'll see something really cool that I can translate into Italian ingredients-wise and something that might work. Uh, in my head it works, and sometimes, you know, on the palate it doesn't quite work, but... Uh, Where are you heading next? Oh, well, I'm going away uh, in February for my mom's 75th birthday. Oh, nice. <laughs> I don't know how relevant that is exactly. to food, but... <laughs> exactly. Are you going to Italy? Uh, no, I'm actually, I have a, a trip planned to Spain in, I guess it would be, when am I going? It's October? September. September. My wife's friend's getting married, so we have a two-week uh, vacation in, uh, in Spain, which is going to be great. We're going to be in St. Sebastian, which is amazing. Like, I mean, it's the capital, uh, food capital of... Wow. Uh, of Spain and I've never been there so I'm excited and I'm sure that's going to be quite inspirational for me for sure okay. so yeah that's my next real trip your heart and soul is really 
in Italian food. That's, it is, that's yeah. where you started. Can you tell us a little bit about Fabio at age 16 starting to cook? Uh, yeah, I, I started at 16. I was a dishwasher at an old age home. <laughs> uh, my mom had worked there as a nurse and she got me this job as a dishwasher and there were some uh, Italian chefs that worked there, believe it or not, who were actually quite talented. Where were you? What city was that in? It was in Vaughan. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I lived there. I grew up there. Um, started off in this kitchen, washing dishes as a 16-year-old. And, you know, I was slowly introduced to these different crazy chefs. And they were crazy back in the day, like really crazy. <laughs> Insane stuff was happening. Um, and I was young, so... Um, Maybe Lucia worked yeah. in the... In the kitchen. <laughs> could be, could be. We all have a Lucia in our life. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> um, yeah, I started there, and it was like I was washing dishes. I was helping prep food, and you know we had a an Italian based menu, and you know it wasn't very good. But the chefs, they they had their their moments in the spotlight for sure. Um, it wasn't quite there, but they they knew what they were doing, and uh, had a younger guy who was there, um, Italian guy. Uh, Dino, I'll never forget his name, and he, um, you know, he he knew his stuff, and he would show me different things, and uh, you know, you just kind of get your fingers into 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 the mess, and kind of see how things work in the kitchen, and then I had one guy that worked there. Um, I was kind of lost. I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I was 16, and he's like, you know, you should consider this field because you're pretty good at it. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> it was just like that. And I'm like, I just need a little encouragement. I'm like, okay, maybe I will. So I, uh, I continued and I worked at different places. I actually worked at the front house as well. So I tried bartending and a waiter. I was a waiter for a bit too. So I kind of got the whole, um, I, I worked my way around the whole industry. And then a little later on in life, in my mid-20s, I decided, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cook. Uh, so I went to school, I went to George Brown, um, then I did a post-grad where I went to Italy as well. I got to meet some amazing people. I worked in uh, Umbria, so it was just border Tuscany, yeah. which was amazing. And I had some really, really talented cooks and chefs that I worked with who showed me the ropes. And I take a lot from that experience. Um, yeah, and then uh, that's it. And it just kind of like evolved on its own, and here we are. One yeah. of those chefs is... Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Mario Cittadini. Cittadini, yeah. Cittadini. Yeah, Mario's one of those. Uh, he's, um, it's funny, you know, these guys start cooking at a really young age and uh, they have a lot of talent. Mario was self-taught, which was amazing, but he was uh, he was the chef at the Mission Star restaurant I worked at. And he kind of took me, we kind of got along as friends. And then... Uh, you know, we just we just bonded really well, and he took me under his wing, and he showed me, you know, as much as he could in the time I was there. And yeah, and I still talk to him today, to like to this day. We still we haven't seen each other since '06. Um, I think that's when I was there. It was '06, and we still talk pretty much once, at least once a month since then. He needs to visit you here. I know, I know. It's How insane. fantastic is that? Yeah, I know. To have someone like that that you meet at an early stage in your career. Yeah. And stays involved in your, yeah, stays still, in your orbit. You yeah. Know, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, it says a lot about you, actually. Yeah. yeah because that, that level of chef... Yeah, they don't suffer fools. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, he's a pretty true. crazy. Yeah, Mario's a pretty crazy guy. Um, he's he's in. That's kind of what I liked about him. He was like a true rock and roll chef. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He's actually in Singapore right now, doing really well. Yeah, wow. that's very yeah. cool. Yeah, he um he's well known, I think. 
correct me if I'm wrong. He's big on the cured meats. Is that correct? No. No? No. You're thinking okay, someone else. edit that part of No, I think you're thinking of Mario Pingway. Oh, yeah. did you did you work with Mario? I Pingway? I never worked with him, uh, but I, I order all my cured meats from him, and we've oh, we've known each other for a long time too. But Mario Cittadini is, is someone else. Not, so. not, not Mario the, Pingway. Not the cured. Meats no, guy. no. All right, then that Mario, just yeah. pooched my question. <laughs> <laughs> Mario Pingway is um, is uh, Niagara specialty. Can you talk a little bit about the role of spices yeah. in Italian cooking? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we, were, we mentioned it earlier. There's not a ton of spices that we use in Italian cooking, but, like, fennel is definitely uh, one of the big ones. We use a lot of fennel with pork. I mean, I, mean, I think it's the perfect combination of fennel and pork. Um, that combination alone is just beautiful. Um, we also use spices in, in when we braise stuff, so, like, star anise and... Uh, cardamom and stuff like that just to add that earthiness and that you know that almost Christmas <laughs> taste to things we do use some nutmeg in our gnocchis so oh, right. the, the gnocchi has nutmeg in it and uh, that's a real big part of it um, more of a, more of a northern uh, Italian vibe when you're using nutmeg but it, it does go beautifully with the potato and stuff uh, so yeah yeah it's quite it gets used for sure what's the role of pepper black pepper we, when we, whenever we cook any type of meat, it's always uh, salt and black pepper. We use it with cured meats as well. So if we're curing guanciale, for instance, we'll add some black pepper to it. So it's a salt and black pepper kind of combination. It gets, it gets used quite a bit as well, like that salt black pepper kind of. Do you use any other spices when you're curing meats? Yeah, it depends. Sometimes we used to cure our meats a lot at the beginning at Local Kitchen. Gone away, kind of faded away from that uh, just because it's, it's a lot of time, effort. And the, a lot of stuff spoils, so it's just, um, you need the right environment, it gets complicated. But um, yeah, a lot of spices, so different spices would come into effect all the time when we were curing meat. It was, it was, a, it was a big part of it, you know? Can you tell us a little bit about your menu right now? And, yeah. And how you designed what's on it, and how you go about putting it together? Mm-hmm. Because I can attest, it's pretty fantastic. Thank you. What's new? What's, what's always on? So antipastos, primos, secondos, desserts, um, contorni is something uh, of sides. I like the, the menu to be simple, but at the same time interesting. So when you come to the restaurant and you look, you know, you see a cured sardines that are grilled on sourdough. That's, that's something a little, I won't say that's, you know, wow, that's incredible, but it's, it's something that's cool and interesting and people might want to try it. Combinations of scallops and crispy prosciutto is, an, is another. Um, I ate that. Yeah. I'm still dreaming of that. <laughs> it was an incredible combination. So, so different combinations like that, doing like a, a burrata a la minute, which is, you know, normally you have burrata, it's beautiful, you know, but when you have it warm, it's, it's another feeling altogether. So just stuff like that. I love dandelion greens. Um, I, I use it in most of my menus. It's quintessentially Italian. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, absolutely yeah. I agree. Um, and then, you know, you move to our pastas, and our pastas are all handmade. Um, they're all um, 
very simple three ingredients in our pasta. And then we try some stuff, different stuff, like stuffed gnocchi as opposed to just a regular gnocchi, you know, orange zest to throw things off as well. We make a fusilli from scratch. So you normally you see those fusillis in the store, yes. they're dry. Yeah. So when they're made al ferro, they're, they're totally different when, you're, when the, you make them. And people get them, they're like, this isn't fusilli. And I'm like, well, this is actually what fusilli is supposed to be like. <laughs> uh, not everybody knows that. Um, so we're trying to educate as well at the same time. Combinations of like, what would you find when you, when you get a piece of mortadella? What's inside a piece of mortadella? Pistachios, black pepper. So, okay, well, let's take the mortadella and let's add the pistachios and black pepper on top of the pasta and we'll stuff the mortadella in the pasta. So it's just little, little quirky things like that that, you know, make things different and exciting. That is very yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Reinvention. So we, we like thinking that way. Like, for instance, if you look at our chestnut agnolotti, so we use chestnut flour. We stuff it with parsnips that are beautiful and ricotta that's beautiful in season. We use wild mushrooms. So basically when I write wild mushrooms, it's whatever Mark Mushrooms has that week. Whatever he has that week, I'll incorporate it into the dish. Mm. Um, do you season we, them with? Do you spice your mushrooms at all, or, or herbs? Do you yeah, so it? so we use thyme usually yeah. with our mushrooms and lemon juice uh, to finish it off, just to give some brightness to it. Beautiful. And then we we don't scrap our parsnip uh, peels. So when we peel the parsnips, we wash them, we peel them, and we save them, and we fry them. So we add some crisp, so we can add a little garnish on top, so we don't throw that out. That's cool. Yeah. So just little cool things like that. It's I'm not that. crazy inventive. <laughs> it's not this incredible wow, but it's just something we do, and it's quirky but different, and but makes sense at the same time. I'm totally charmed. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Nice. That's and, great. And what I really love about what you're saying is you are respecting and you are true to the tradition but you're just putting a smile or a kiss that's on it. the end of that's it. it that's the, it that's it a little yeah. reinvention yeah. is is a lot of fun absolutely absolutely so and we've always done that we've always thought this way and this is what i t what i was saying earlier that you know my style is the same and that's what i mean by our style being the same so there's always got to be that connection that plate that goes around so it starts here and then should end up there that makes any sense to you guys I'm not sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> it makes sense in my head but yeah. I want to ask you a quick question so of those people who know you the longest and the best professionally mm -hmm. not Lucia mm -hmm. but <laughs> yeah. yeah um what would they say your unique specialty is or what you're absolutely brilliant at in terms of your cooking. Oh, God. I know, that's really hard. <laughs> it would be easier to ask Michael that. But, uh, but I, I, think, I think if you asked any past cooks that I've worked with or chefs that I've worked with, I think they would, they would probably tell you that I have a clear vision of keeping things as simple as possible. I don't like to mess around too much with ingredients. I just kind of like spend money on good stuff and then just put it out the door and people are gonna love it. I think, I think most people will find that uh, to be my forte. That's how I work, um, just keep things simple. And you know, it sounds like it's simple, but it's not easy to do that sometimes. So I don't know, I, I don't have much turnover in the kitchen. Most people really like working with me. I guess uh, I'm very easygoing as well. You know, they know what I want and what I expect, so. It, yeah, be, it really comes through in the vibe because yeah. all of your staff are Absolutely wonderful. Oh, thanks. And That's so it sweet. It kind of feels like a, a warm Italian family. Yeah, That's yeah. What it feels like right. cute. Yeah, more right. so at local for sure because it's it, it's been molded into the 
to the environment, but uh, yeah. It really feels, local feels kind of a real cozy yeah. vibe, very familiar, easy. Mm-hmm. It's easy to impress people at local. The reason I say this is because they walk in and they see this rustic environment and it's very easy going and stuff. But when they get a plate of pasta or a plate of anything, they eat it. They're like, oh, wow, I wasn't expecting that, you know, because, right. you know, you're at this little trattoria. We've been trying hard for a long time every day. So it, sh- it should impress people because it's, it's a pretty special place. That's great. And we know that you're getting ready for a really great dinner on New Year's Eve. Yes, yeah, so we, yeah, for sure. So, so we have um, both menus are going to be the same, Lucia and local. We have an amuse. Um, this is actually a, an interesting amuse because we used to do this uh, when I worked for Mario. Um, I don't know how this just came back into my head, but it did. So we're doing like um, a sweet, it's just an amuse, so a sweet pea puree with uh, gorgonzola ice cream on top. It's going to be like a quick two-biter. Um, it's a great way to get your palate going, and it's very interesting. Um, what happens if someone wants more than two bites of that? <laughs> <laughs> I would want more than two yeah, bites Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely doable for sure. Uh, and then we have a steak tartare, so it's your classic steak tartare that we make with our black truffles and pecorino crema. Uh, we have an heirloom uh, carrot um, salad with, with mascarpone, some crispy um, Italian wild rice, and some almonds. Uh, this is a really, really beautiful salad. My sous chef, Jenny, who works here at Lucia, that's her dish. Um, and it's a big pain in the butt to make, but uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful salad to eat. So if you ever get a chance, there's roasted, uh, so there's carrots done in three different ways. And it's just a great way to um, showcase the, the carrots. Um, we have a fazzoletti di mascarpone. So this is a very simple pasta. It's basically a handkerchief. Fazzoletti means handkerchief. Of pasta. So normally when we serve handkerchiefs, they're not stuffed, but this one's stuffed, which is interesting. So we get the pasta as thin as possible, and then we throw in some mascarpone that's whipped a little bit with some Parmesan cheese and uh, a little bit of nutmeg mm-hmm. and uh, some egg yolks in there. That'll be your stuffing. It'll be flat, so it'll be stuffed but flat. And then it just goes in a butter sauce with some black truffles on top, which is really nice. And then we have a few options. The secondi, we have an oso buco, which is classic i haven't done that in a really long time but i thought it'd be great for new year's eve oh that's so great yeah (laughs) yeah and it's going to be with a little uh spetzel lobster and yellow foot mushrooms so the spetzel is an interesting twist i i always like spetzel we don't have it on our menus too often it's not really italian but yeah it's german uh but we toss it yeah we uh we toss it in some, you know, nice parmigiano reggiano and then you know, a little bit of herbs in there as well. It's beautiful. It's, it's I really like spetzel, so oh. sometimes I, I'll throw it in. Uh, sea bream. So fresh sea bream with a parsnip puree, some cream leeks, and some tarragon gramolata. It's really nice. And then the pane panelli. Pane panelli is um, a classic Sicilian dish uh, from Palermo. So this is uh, this is this is, is inspired it? by my mom. My mom makes the best pane panelli. So it's basically chickpea flour. Uh, we serve it. We we offer it as a, an option because it's gluten free and it's vegan, which is beautiful. So it's uh, chickpea flour and water that's just basically spread on a table, cut and then fried. Some sourdough, which is uh, lightly grilled, and then we have some eggplant puree. So basically, the caviar, the eggplant, we roast it take it out we put some herbs oh. in it and just kind of spread it right on top of the toast a little radicchio salad on top and uh, that's it it's very simple that sounds like a divine way to start the new year yeah sure. <laughs> whoever is here is darn lucky that's all <laughs> i can say i have 
have a I have a question. I'm super curious. Have you seen over the time between local and here? Have you seen a shift in the types of food that's most popular? I know a couple of years ago, Brussels sprouts was like all the yeah. rage, kind of broke onto the scene, and and sort of what's new, what's coming up, what's hot these days. Huh, that's interesting. And where is Italian going? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Italian is the food of the people. I don't think it's going anywhere. Uh, it, we always we talk about this a lot that you know a million Italian restaurants can open and a lot of them are going to be successful. Everybody wants to eat it all the time. You can eat it every day. You, know, you can eat it three times a day. So it's it's um, it's a good choice. You know if you're if you're looking to go out for dinner, um, a lot of people are looking for Italian. Food. That's what I'm yeah, basically yeah. what I'm trying to say. As far as things being cool and what's what's happening, I, I think a lot of cured fish is, is happening a lot more nowadays. I yeah. see, I see a lot of cured anchovies, a lot of cured sardines. You know, sustainable fishes that are that are being cured. I think it might be just like I, I've always liked it. I've I've always had them on my menu. I'm starting to see it more and more. As far as you know, the kale and the Brussels sprouts vibe. Uh, <laughs> That never goes away either, to be honest with you. People are still like, I put Brussels sprouts on the menu and I can't stop saying. I love yeah. Brussels sprouts. Yeah. <laughs> I eat them when I was yeah. here. They are also yeah. incredible. So there are people pleaser foods that, right. you know, I know if I put it on, it's going to sell like crazy. Also, buko is one of those things, you right. know, like it's right. not something that we do every day by any means, but I just think at New Year's Eve, it's kind of a special thing to have and simple and and everybody loves it you know on a cold cold winter's day so yeah yeah. all right we ask everybody these five questions as just kind of a way to wrap up the interview uh superman or batman superman why because he's superman he's the best (laughs) (laughs) no he's superman he he can do anything i love superman yeah yeah not a big batman nah no. The Superman, yeah. Okay. Okay, I think maybe you like his outfit better. Yeah, I like his outfit. <laughs> I like the fact that he's not human. I, 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 I like the fact that he's from, you know, outer space and just this alien vibe. I know I like Cyber <laughs> Superman, yeah. Okay, next question. You're, we're going to strand you on a desert island. Uh-huh. What spice are you going to take with you? You can only take one. If I was on a desert island, probably fennel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good answer. Yeah. Why? Um, well, because I figured on a desert island I can do some hunting and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could do some fishing, but uh, yeah, I would probably it would probably be fennel. Yeah. We like fennel. Yeah. I think fennel should also be considered as one of those spices because you can actually it's one of the ones that you can eat raw. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you know, absolutely. Yeah, you can candy it, mm-hmm. and you can have it savory. It kind of goes... You can do a lot of things on so many. island with it. Yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. okay. F- favorite comfort food? Favorite comfort food. Comfort food. What do I like to eat? I feel like I would probably say... Um, I don't know. That's interesting. It's my comfort food. What would your mom make for you that would always make you feel better if you were when you were stuffed artichokes? Oh, really? I yeah. love what, what are they stuffed with? Uh, they're stuffed with uh, breadcrumbs, egg, Parmigiano cheese, and then she makes this crust on the top of it. Uh, and it's a combination of breadcrumbs, eggs, Parmesan cheese that goes on top, and then it's braised in tomato sauce. Then we use the tomato sauce. They, you know, when you braise artichokes, um, the tomatoes, the tomato sauce gets this flavor that you can never 
um, you can't get anywhere else, and you make that with some spaghetti. Is, uh, yeah. Well, there that's you go. Good. That's, that's it. That's a good that's answer. It. Yeah. yeah, that's Very a good way nice. to ask. Yeah. yeah. What did your mom? Yeah. No, that's <laughs> definitely it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next question. What's your go-to entertaining dish? Uh, go-to entertaining dish. So at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I surprise visitors coming in, mm-hmm. and you really like them, mm-hmm. so you're happy <laughs> that they're coming. Yeah, it's important you like them. Mm-hmm. But they're coming in from out of town. I think uh, uh, a roasted lamb leg. Ooh. Yeah, I like doing lamb, so um, I'm a big fan of lamb. Actually, a lot of spices on yeah, lamb. Yeah, what would you say? Yeah. Well, we, we, I normally make a spice blend, so... I'll have some fennel in there, a little bit of uh, black pepper in there, some cardamom as well, and then just kind of dress it all over mm. the, the lamb, and then I'll roast it, get it nice and charred on top, and then get it to like medium in the middle. It's beautiful. beautiful. Carve it. It's nice. It's got texture. It's not lame, and you know, it's, it's nice. I have yeah. a roast lamb at home waiting for it just such oh, a Oh, nice. So, yeah. This is getting way too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting so hungry. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, I really like roasting lamb for sure. What would you serve with it? Ah, it simple roasted potatoes, some carrots. Mm, you know, nice. Yeah. Yum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. All right. Last and one. What's your most memorable meal that you've ever had in your life? There's probably been a few, but pick one. My most memorable meal would probably be, I would think it was eight years ago, I had dinner with a friend, his name is Norman Ornstein, uh, in Sicily. We were in Ragusa, and the restaurant was called uh, Il Duomo. And it was a two mission star in, in this beautiful, small restaurant. I believe the chef's name was Chicho. It was Chicho, and I can't remember the other guy's name. We had a 12-course dinner. That went on forever. <laughs> but uh, it, it really, really impressed me. And that was probably my, my most memorable meal ever. Yeah. Oh, I have another one, actually. Okay. Uh, it was in Italy as well. I had gone back. This is a great story. If you got two seconds, yeah. I'll tell you a story. Um, I had gone back to Italy with my wife. We went to uh, Perugia, where my old chef, not Mario, um, Marco Bistarelli, uh, who owned Postale at the time. Or I think he still does. I'm not sure. Uh, but we had gone back to Perugia to visit him. And he was working the restaurant that day, and I went to a restaurant. Uh, we had to have this amazing meal with my wife. And uh, my wife wasn't feeling well. So she's like, listen, she came for two seconds, had half a glass of wine. She's like, I gotta go back to the hotel. I'm like, okay. She's like, just stay. Hey, have dinner yourself, just stay. Because it was important to me, yeah. right? I haven't seen him in so many years. And so he sat down and had dinner with me. And uh, oh. so we, we spent three hours drinking wine and eating, and uh, that was a really memorable night and meal, just me and my old chef, you know? So it was great. That's magical. Yeah. I can almost see that scene playing out in a movie. It was beautiful, oh, and the food was, the food was incredible. Like, Anything he did such in particular a good that you remember? They did a lamb rotolo, so um, they take lamb and they braise it. I, I, I make that dish here now because I was inspired from that day. I, and I'm not making it right now, but I have made it in the past where they take a lamb and they'll roast off a lamb and then they pull all the, all the meat off and then they'll add a bunch of spices to the, to the lamb and parmigiano cheese as well. And then we roll it. So like a rotolo, we roll it in like some saran wrap and it coagulates uh, with the fat and then you can actually slice it and then oh. sear it off in pieces. And then we put like a little uh, lamb jus on top with some beautiful roasted mushrooms, porcini mushrooms in particular. 
Uh, it was really, yeah, it was a beautiful dish. This is sure. now becoming cruel. <laughs> I've never heard of doing that. It yeah. sounds great. Yeah. I've never thought about doing it as yeah. a roll and mm -hmm. then slicing it and frying it. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. So I you get, because it, it's still like, a, you know, like that pulled meat, but you get that nice char on top, so there's, it's crispy as well. So, mm, yeah, wow. nice. And with all the savory spices on top. Oh. What spices are going on? Um, so normally, normally it's herbs. So we're just we right. lots of thyme and garlic, sorry, rosemary, and then just it's just seasoned with a little bit of black pepper and, and salt. So it's very simple. Delicious, mm -hmm. delicious. Wow, this has been fantastic. Thank you Thank so you. much. It's Thank you. Uh, fun. wonderful to. I haven't had a chance to dine here yet, but I'm going to come back with my husband. And, nice. And make sure to enjoy. All the things, because now I want all the things. <laughs> so that's Fabio, a it is such a pleasure to hear your approach to Italian cooking. That is pure, but creative at the same yeah. time. And it is incredibly delicious. Mm -hmm. So thank you for taking uh, thank time. You. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Thank you. For those of you who have just discovered us, we launched the Gorgeous Spice Club this past October. Three months in, and we have received some incredible notes. Oh my goodness. Members are having so much fun experimenting with the Gorgeous Spices and blends. We're so excited to hear that they are trying out the recipes that are on our website, and in many cases, making up new recipes. One member let us know that he keeps the blends close to his cooktop and that he's taken to adding a little to everything he makes. His wife thinks he's become a gourmet cook. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so some of you have let us know that you're running out of your blends and spices. Don't worry, we do have a limited supply of our small batch blends and spices available for members on our website. Log in to order if you've run out. We'd like to talk about a nonprofit organization called MealShare. Its mission? To end youth hunger in our lifetime. Their motto? Buy one, give one. Essentially, you go to a partner restaurant, choose one of the meals that has the MealShare logo beside it, and the restaurant will donate a dollar to the organization. Every dollar turns into a meal. To date, MealShare has served 3.3 million meals. They have 500 partner restaurants, including Taroni, Craft Beer Market, Fat Pasha, and Sado Sado, just to name a few. It's an easy way to make a difference. Go to the MealShare website to find a partner restaurant and support those restaurants for being part of a really great cause. Thanks for listening. You can find out more about this gorgeous lunch by going to our website, thegorgeous.co. That's also where you'll find out more about the Gorgeous Spice Club. And we really hope you'll sign up. In the meantime, send us your comments and suggestions at info at thegorgeous.co and follow us on Instagram. This has been a gorgeous production. Until next time, wishing, wishing you a, a gorgeous, gorgeous day. day.